What the f*** is happening in the games industry? Forbes has reported around 8,000 layoffs in the games industry. I've seen numbers on Twitter like 5,000. GeekWire has reported that there's 6,000. It's a little bit hard to know just how many people are laid off in 2024 already. The Bureau of Labor Statistics in the US kind of lumps all game developers into software developers. So it's a little hard to find the real number, but the truth is it's concerning. Just four days before Riot announced the layoff of 11% of its workforce, Wired posted an article talking about layoffs causing big problems in the industry, and they were referring to what happened in 2023. It says that more than one third of video game developers were impacted by layoffs in 2023, and that the layoffs in 2023 resulted in the job loss of 6,500 jobs. So just comparing what's happened in January of 2024 with what happened in all of 2023, we may have already surpassed all the layoffs that happened in an entire year, just in the first month of January. The biggest contributors to layoffs in January 2024 are Riot Games, and Activision Blizzard. Riot laid off 11% or over 500, and Activision Blizzard laid off around 1,900 people. I personally have had friends impacted by this, and I know it's an incredibly difficult time in their lives, and even for the people who remain at those studios. They have maybe, you know, survivorship guilt. They have you know, demoralize the team when you see all these empty desks around you or your friends are now gone and they have to move to other states. It's difficult for everybody. And it's not just in these companies, for the people that were let go, for the people that remain, but also everyone else, because now we have even more people on the job market chasing the same number of jobs that there were before the layoffs. So it's now become an even more competitive landscape for job seekers. Now, if you look at statistics from places like ibisworld.com or statista.com, you'll find that there was actually continued growth over the last few years despite the layoffs. So while these very difficult times are occurring and it's definitely something that we've seen cyclically happen through most every industry, we've seen layoffs in the tech industry as well that are even larger than what's in the games industry. Many people are pointing to the growth that happened during COVID because everyone was in lockdown and revenues were gaining in big areas. Many people attribute this kind of retraction, recession that we're seeing because of all the growth that we had during COVID and lockdown and everyone playing video games. And now we're coming off of that high and all of the gambles that these individual companies maybe made aren't paying off the way they hoped, or they overextended themselves in terms of staff or wages or who knows what. It's a little difficult to swallow those explanations when we see Microsoft, who owns Activision and Blizzard, that they've surpassed a $3 trillion market cap. So these companies are making a ton of money, but it's hard to see how this plays out in the micro versus the macro when we look at individual companies owned by places like Microsoft. Now, Riot is also owned by a company called Tencent. These are multi-billion dollar companies with multi-billion dollar revenues. So the inner workings are, I'm sure, incredibly complicated and these decisions are not made lightly or on short notice. These things were probably in development for years and it's unfortunately they happened on back-to-back -back days in January this year. 
It was sad to see people who have worked at places for years get let go and not through a lack of talent. These people are incredibly talented. They're probably the best at what they do, yet they were let go. We can't control the whims of the market and the macro and in the micro and the gambles that companies make and hire and fire and do all of these things. Those are outside of our control. What is in our control is, of course, where we put our effort and what we focus on. That doesn't make this any easier for people who have to move states or they're in the country in the US on a visa and they may have to move to a whole other country if they can't find another job. This is life-changing kind of stuff here and I don't make light of any of this. This is difficult for everybody. With that said, there are places still hiring. You know, these big layoffs make big headlines for good reason. But there's also companies that are still hiring. When I scroll through my LinkedIn feed, there are messages of support and also, you know, megaphoning that there are open roles at other places. So there is hope. I don't know if it's at the scale and the timing and the location that people need. Those are the logistics and the difficulties where the devil's in the details on this stuff. And it's going to be difficult for a lot of people. And no one working in game development wants to see any company go through big layoffs like this. Nobody wins when, when this stuff happens. When a game company does well, everybody wins because it lifts the entire market and creates new opportunities for everybody. So it's really difficult to see this news happen. But when we look at the statistics, there is still growth. And I think keeping an eye on the general trend is important that we've seen year over year growth in these companies. And these specific examples are difficult, but they're also going to be ups and downs on a trend growth line is what the statistics tell us. According to ibisworld.com, over the five years leading up to 2023, video game software developers industry revenue exploded at a average growth rate of 16.2% to $28 billion, including a 37% rise in 2020 alone, followed by a more modest 3.4% increase in 2023, despite recessionary fears. So that was a 90% decrease from the highs that we saw. And that is definitely going to be felt and echoed through these decisions and the news that we see. You can go read Jason Schreier's Bloomberg article about the specifics of Blizzard's shutdown of an entire game. They were in development for six years. And apparently the reason was the engine behind the game and some technical difficulties. And they were still a few years out for maybe release. But you can get more specifics from Jason's article in Bloomberg. And that kind of glimpse into that shows that it may be coincidental in terms of the timing relative to riots. These are independent companies with all different kinds of variables that they have to control for and things to consider. And it's unfortunate that all of this happened at the same time and brings the spirit down for every game developer and potential students. I know my own students are worried about the state of the industry. We just came out of also the writers and actors strike. So we have the visual effects side of the animation industry being impacted. Productions are starting to ramp back up, but they're slow. Some have been completely shut down. Ones that were greenlit are now no longer going forward. Some are now actually just finishing photo principal photography and People are getting back to work, but then we have these game layoffs. So it's incredibly tumultuous. But again, this is nothing new. The author of this Bloomberg article, Jason Schreier, actually published a book 
called Press Reset about what happens to game workers when their company shut down and they lose their, their jobs. So this has been happening for a long time. There was actually a 2017 survey from the International Game Developers Association found that game workers had an average of 2.2 employers in the previous five years. So they basically were switching jobs about every two years. So pre-COVID, this kind of thing has been happening. So for people getting into the industry who've been in it for a while, it never gets easier to see these layoffs. But if you've been in it a while, you also know that this happens. And this is kind of what we signed up for, for better or worse. Now, one thing that could help this situation is maybe unionizing in the games industry. After the writers and actors strike, we saw a big push in the visual effects side to unionize. A couple of big studios actually unionized, like Wild Brain and DNEG, one of their studios did, as well as a small group of workers at Marvel and Disney. And the push to unionize continues, and it may come into the games industry now. Who knows? After all of these layoffs, that could actually help working conditions and situations like these. Speaking from personal experience, I know it can kind of feel like the floor is lava. You're jumping from one contract to the next and you're having to move as well. Sometimes you'll have to move a couple of times a year. I was living in LA and moved within LA a lot just because of the commute was terrible and I didn't like that. So I would always try to move close to the studio. So I moved multiple times even in the same city just so the commute could be less. This is part of the industry, unfortunately. And I don't try to sugarcoat this stuff to my students. If you're trying to get into this, this is a difficult time to be reading the news, but it's also one of the best times for remote work. We've never seen this much remote work or hybrid work ever be on the table in any of these industries based off of what was able to be accomplished in the pandemic. I think Insomniac basically created the entire Spider-Man 2 game in lockdown. So it's possible to work remotely and there are studios that are fully remote. There has been pushback to bring everybody back into the office, which is part of why these layoffs are so difficult that people uprooted their work from home situation to come into these studios and then to be laid off is just doubly disheartening. I definitely feel for their situation and I feel like I'm in the same boat working in this industry. Nothing feels super safe, but what else are you going to do? You could you could leave. You could leave the industry. That's entirely an option. But when you look at the tech industry and you look at the layoffs happening there, you know, you're jumping out of the pan and into the fire. So where do you go? This is kind of just the tumultuous economy that we're all in right now. And that doesn't make it any easier or better, but that's just the reality that I see from my end on what are all my options? What are the options that I see for my friends who have been let go? What can they do? It's a difficult situation and I don't know what the solution is. Other than focus on the long-term trends that we're seeing, I don't think people are gonna stop playing games. I don't think people are gonna stop consuming media. I think there is a pretty big component coming off of how much consumption happened during COVID and the demand that happened there drove the supply and now the demand is going down. So the supply is also going down. So it's unfortunate, but it's just macroeconomics at play to a degree being played out in these micro gambles and decisions that are happening at individual company levels. So it will be interesting to see how the rest of the year turns out where we've already surpassed the numbers in 2023 for layoffs 
but I'm hopeful that this will course correct itself and the people who are impacted by these layoffs are able to be safe and secure in one way or another moving forward and they can take some time to regroup. Uh, my thoughts go out to everybody in this situation and it is not easy. And finally, I just want to leave you a quote from legendary filmmaker Akira Kurosawa, who said this, when you go mountain climbing, the first thing you're told is not to look at the peak, but to keep your eyes on the ground as you climb. You just keep climbing patiently one step at a time. If you keep looking at the top, you'll get frustrated. I think writing is similar. You need to get used to the task of writing. You must make an effort to learn, to regard it, not as something painful, but as routine. So I hope you'll take his words as encouragement that all we can focus on is the effort we're putting forth on our own craft and to not look too far ahead and what's going on around us and just focus on the next step that we need to take in our own journey. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you want to hear other uplifting stories from people who switch careers from being a geologist, from being a preacher at the ages of 40, there are those interviews on this podcast. Just jump back to some earlier episodes and you can listen to those interviews by people who switch careers later in life and they found fulfilling work in the industry despite its up and down nature of layoffs. If you want help starting your own animation journey and this now even more competitive job market currently, then check out animatorsjourney.com where I mentor people along their animation journey to become 3D animators. Best of luck to you in your journey. It's always helpful to have a guide. So I'll be here next time on the Animators Journey podcast episode, hopefully helping